0: All right, this is Kevin Evans with the chapter-by-chapter life class at Greenville, uh, Crossroads uh, Assembly of God. And uh, we are finishing up the book of Luke. We are at the last half of the last chapter. And uh, I am hopeful that we might be able to finish Luke today and move on to the Gospel of John uh, tomorrow. But, you know, if, if we if we have to unpack this a while, I have no problem with that taking a little longer. And, and Clayton is already staring me down, I'm so... Not, I'm not coming to church tomorrow. This may not happen. Oh, did I say tomorrow? <laughs> Next week, that's what I... Mean. Yeah. I, I understand, yeah. Uh, so, we are at verse 36, and what has just happened is... Um, um, no, we're not we are at verse 13 sorry got the wrong section there Christ uh, we, we just talked about the resurrection and uh, the women that met uh, the tomb which was Mary Magdalene Joanna and Mary the mother of James and uh, then we're gonna go to uh, the, the, the verse 13 where we have a really curious little section called the road to Emmaus and. Uh, there's actually quite a bit to unpack from this. And uh, I, I did do some study and looked at a number of commentators. And believe it or not, I think they all missed the point. Uh, I, they're all wrong. And, and uh, uh, once again, I'm gonna have to put a segment in the Gospel of Kevin. I'm gonna explain this to you and, uh, and then you'll understand it. So, so, so there you go. Uh, the verse in question is verse 13, and it goes all the way to 35, and I'm going to read the whole section, and then we're going to come back and look at it. So, uh, now that same day, two of them are going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and Luke even tells us how far it is, so you know, we can know pretty well where it is. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened as they walked and discussed these things with each other. Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? What's going on? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? And do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. I feel like I'm taking too much because all these sentences are loaded. We'll come back. (laughs) In addition, some of our women amazed us. Uh, They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came and told us what they had seen in a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found out it is just as the women had said. Imagine that. Hmm. Uh, But him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken did not the christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory and beginning with moses and all the prophets he meaning jesus explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning him which is a lot of material I, I went back and looked at it. There's like there's like 25 separate references, all with big chunks. You know, he's squeezing a lot into this hour and a half walk that they're taking, based upon seven miles at 20 minutes per mile. I looked it up. This is that's just a steady walk. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus asked if he were going far, if they were if they were going farther. But he urged that. <laughs> As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further, like he was going down the road. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while we talked while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the 11, those with them assembled together and saying, it is true. The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two that had happened on the way and how, but then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus had recognized by them When he broke the bread. All right, first of all, going back to the fact that only two people are listening, one of the people that I know is listening is Randall Mitchell. (laughs) Because Wednesday night, as Lester knows, Randall totally ripped off last week's lesson. I promise you. he listened to my lesson last week and built his whole sermon on it. It's like Lester and I were watching reruns. It was amazing. So, uh, Randall, if you just are completely out of material and God doesn't inspire you, you may totally be inspired by my lessons anytime you want to. There you go. I, what, you know? I, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, no, I, I don't claim copyright, I don't claim copyright, but, but I do recognize, you know, they do say imitation is the greatest form of flattery, so I will take it as flattery. Now, I don't think, you know, not when you're talking on scripture, I don't think. I, look, I looked it up. Well, that's true. And uh, my perspective of it is probably going to get me in trouble today. Oh, Yeah. Okay, well, I waive all copyrights and everything I do. So there you go. All right, so that same day, two of them are going to a village called Emmaus. Uh, there is a lot of argument about where Emmaus was. All these little cities and villages around Jerusalem have been around for 2,000 years, and some of them have disappeared, and new ones have appeared, and then different people groups come in using different language backgrounds, and we change the name of the city, and all of the cities have at least three different names. And, and then some of them aren't there. And then there's like a new city on top of it, exactly the same place as an old city, but it's really a different city. And, and there's that kind of business. And so we don't know where Emmaus was. These two guys live seven miles from Jerusalem. That much we know, because that's what Luke tells us, okay? So they're walking away. Now, if you go online and look up commentary for the, the road to Emmaus, here is the basic sermon that you're gonna find online. There were these two sad men who have completely given up on God because He's dead. They thought that they had the Messiah, but now He's dead. It's the third day, and according to Jewish law and custom, once you're dead three days, you're dead dead. You know, you can you can go on and. Right. Uh, well, you can go on and move the property around after three days, because I guess there's that outside chance you were in a coma if it was only two days, and then you can come back again, you know, that, that's not totally unheard of. But after three days, there's no question that you're dead, and then you can divvy up the property, you know, which is how the, the, the it works. And so people wait for three days before you're, before they surrender and give up and move on. Well, it's the third day.
1: Kevin, can I read this? Okay, it says says that four different modern towns have been proposed as being this Emmaus. The one place, however, that is accurately meets the description given by Luke and by Josephus is a village now called El Cubay. It is situated on a prominent vantage point seven miles northwest of Jerusalem on a more northerly Roman Roman road passing westward by Neba Sawwill From it, one can see several miles in every direction, especially westward where the plain of Sharon and the Mediterranean Sea loom larger on the horizon. And in 1099, Crusaders found the old Roman fort named Castellum Emmaus. So I just thought I'd share that.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's a village seven miles away. I think that's, isn't yeah, that what they what said?
1: It, well, yeah, but it's, they're saying it was set up in a place, in a vantage point where you could see every direction.
0: Yeah. Okay. What like, it, like a good defensive village. Yeah, yeah. yeah Romans like the hill. Yeah. Because you shoot down, there's a whole military thing with being in the high ground. Yeah. I, I, like, I, yeah, yes, I am. It's like
1: a yeah, like Civil War <laughs> <laughs> park in in looking rebels were coming up the hill and they were just mowing them down like bowling balls. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 don't want to be
0: able, you don't want to be charging up, no. Okay, so, so they're leaving town. Okay, the, the, the message is they've given up on God and they're turning their back on Jerusalem and they're walking away from Jerusalem because they've surrendered and they're broken. And Jesus appears to them to, to, to bolster their courage and win them back and uh, and they're so jaded and so broken that they don't recognize Jesus whom they know that's the message that that you keep hearing but that's not what it says
1: Jesus is the
0: Yes and they're not they're they're walking to a village just on the outskirts of Jerusalem and it's, a, it's an hour and a half walk, which I have to admit is a brisk walk. But in, but in the ancient period, that was not unusual, you know, and people would walk into the walled city to do business and then leave. And often uh, during the day, the population of a walled city would be three times what it would be at night. Everybody lived outside the walls. And so there was a lot of traffic. That's why they look so busy. It's because everybody's coming in and out of town. They all lived out in the woods, you know? And so uh, they're walking home. It's after Passover, and you've got two men that are walking home. Luke wrote this. Luke wasn't there. So somebody told Luke, oh, gee, in detail about this story. There is a lot in this story. He committed some time to writing this down. I think somebody wrote this story down for Luke, so that he would have that detail. <coughs> and gee, one of them's named.
2: Cleopas.
0: Yes, and I think Cleopas wrote this down, and this is Gospel of Kevin again, uh, and gave it to Luke. We don't know that, but I think it's likely. Cleopas, according to later writings that are not. Scriptural, but early church writings and early church tradition was the father of James, the disciple, and the wife of the Mary, who's the mother of James, in this same chapter. So he's, you know, we've got mom who went out to the cross, and then we've got dad of the disciple, who Christ meets on the road. Now, Christ has just arisen. He's defeated Satan. He has fulfilled his his role in human history. And the first thing that he does is show up to two locals on a road and talks to them. I think it's important. I think these people are important. So, gospel according to Kevin. Cleopas... I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is an older man. He's James's father. He's at least a generation older than Christ himself. He's a gray hair. He's in his upper 50s. Maybe younger. You know, you can point at half the people in this room, so behave yourself. He's in his upper 50s. He's a little gray, but he's still retaining his devilish good looks. There you go. There you go. Uh, and so, I think he's important. He's... He, he, he's, he's He's not one of the central disciples, but he is a dedicated disciple. And he is the head of a disciple family, we can assume, as James's father. And he is later becomes instrumental in the early church. And I think his faith, I don't think his faith is broken, but I think his faith is shaken. I'm not gonna go into the whole God can see all of time and wings of a butterfly and that kind of stuff. But I think sometimes God intervenes when the ramifications of this person's actions are important. You know, if God's going to rise up a prophet, there's the, there might be one man who's Gideon, who, who needs to uh, be a li- encouraged a little bit to go fulfill his personal destiny. And so an angel shows up and encourages Gideon, whereas Many other people, like William Tinsdale, who translated the English Bible, and I think divinely, uh, never said that he ever saw an angel. He was never encouraged. He just read the scripture and that did the trick. Uh, God didn't need to come down and encourage William Tinsdale to do what he needed him to do. Sometimes God intervenes. And I think this was one of those times. So, Calipas is important. Calipas, is going to become a disciple later on. And Cleopas' faith is at a breaking point. He thought this Messiah was going to be the one. He thought this was, he was the fulfillment of the prophecy. He was a devoted disciple. And now it's the third day. He's dead. Where do you go with that? he's walking away, he's depressed we don't know who the other one was but they're talking it over and I think he's ready to surrender he's ready to give up and this guy comes up now if he had showed up as Jesus and he recognized him immediately as Jesus what would Cleopas have done? Probably go. Called- I think so. but would his faith have been bolstered?:
1: You know He was, he was uh, Jesus' mother's sister's husband.
0: Maybe. <laughs> <His brother-in-law>? Maybe <laughs> It depends on which James you think that James was. Yeah, I read that too, and I don't know. I James. there were several James'es. Yeah. Yeah, there's my phone. Does it require faith on my part to, to know that that phone is there? No. no, because there's my phone. Does it require faith on my part to know that my phone is under my chair? No, because um, no, you, no. you put it there. You put it there. Maybe a little more. Judy may have stolen it. Well, I'm trying
3: to right now. Uh-huh, yeah. But for the most part, common sense. The reason tells you it's there.
0: Yes. Reason tells you it's there. Isn't that what faith is? It's basically believing our own it means reasoning. It's, it's sticking to what we already know to be true. Not abandoning what we know to be true. Even when there's not immediate evidence all the time in front of us. I think Cleopas needs his faith bolstered. I don't think he needs the facts again. Jesus has given him the facts. He's read the facts. He knows the Old Testament. They're walking down the road talking about Old Testament without a reference in front of them. That means they have everything memorized. You know, he knows his business, right? He doesn't need to know what the verse is. He just needs reminding. He needs his faith bolstered. And so Christ disguises himself supernaturally. And he's talking to a peer, a believer in the the Messiah, and he's being instructed by a peer to bolster his faith. I think that's important too. As a teacher, I've had many a student who genuinely were trying to figure something out, and I'm trying to explain a concept, and I explain the concept every way I know how. Wait, which on which subject? Matter? Doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, people have different learning styles and learn things in different ways, and if you're a good teacher, you get that, and so you teach it in different approaches to it, and then this same kid. Well, we'll we'll keep going, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I get that. And then they walk away and they don't get it. And then we'll go over it again, and yeah, yeah, I get that. Walk away, we don't get it. The same kid goes over and sits beside another kid, and the other kid explains it to them, and they get it. And I was always confused by that. I'm a trained professional. Shouldn't I be able to teach this kid when this 10-year-old is doing a better job of it than me? You know? How can this 10-year-old be doing a better job than me? Actually, he's not. You know, I, I don't understand how he gets it then. But I think it's because of how we receive things sometimes. So it's easier. There's a lot of stress when you're talking to somebody who is a, a superior or an authority. And you want to be polite. And you want to be respectful. And you don't want to say, no, I'm sorry, I don't get that. That's not, you know, sometimes that's not respectful. Right? Kind of? Mm-hmm. Can be? But if it's a peer, you take it better. I think that might be going on here. So Christ is trying to influence Cleopas back to a level of faith. And he's got an hour and a half walk to do it. And he's intriguing them. And he's going through the Old Testament. He's talking about the Lion of Judah and how the Messiah is the Lion of Judah. He's talking about the Son of Man and how Christ is the Son of Man he's going through Daniel, he's going through Kings, he's going through all these earlier manifestations of Christ throughout the Old Testament that they are all very familiar with and he's showing them how Christ is the fulfillment of all of that prophecy. And uh, it doesn't get better than that. No, and, and he rises in three days. He rises in three days. That's in there over and over and over again. Weren't you paying attention? He rises in three days. And I think that Cleopas internalizes that to the point that they're listening. And when they get to the point where they're cutting off to go over to Cleopas' house, they invite him to go with them. They don't let him go. They're still listening. And they sit down to dinner, and I don't think there's anything at all significant with breaking bread. I think that's the point where Cleopas got it. No, 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 Bill says. Oh, someone's
1: going to argue with me? No, don't you think that though it was a representation of way back when he broke bread before his crucifixion, the last supper? Oh, baby. Don't you think
0: that? How is it good? significant? Explain how it's significant because I'm not sure I buy anything I've read so far.
1: Well, I think it's significant because when he did that, he said, I, I break this bread as the breaking of my body. I take this cup as the cup of my blood. And I think that when he broke that bread, because think about it, if it was Cleopas's house, then Cleopas would have been the one breaking the bread, but Jesus broke the bread, and I think that, that he did it to signify, now do you remember what I said the at the thing, Last Supper? The only thing, did he say, uh, I'm not gonna do this again with you until I come back? I
0: thought, That's true.
1: multiple times and I think he had a specific way he broke bread and as disciples as followers of Christ they recognized his motions his mannerism over how he
0: was breaking the bread but they haven't recognized his mannerisms for the last hour and a half I, th- I think they're divinely blinded I don't think, think so. this is uncle- well it says so well the women even and they were kept okay. from recognizing yeah. him. I, th- I think this, is, you know, this isn't this is their fault that they don't recognize him. Christ is, is covering blind himself blind for He's a reason. He's very coy. Very, very True. Well, I think because there's a purpose to it. I, yeah, I think Christ is direct. I don't think Christ, I don't think God is trying to hide himself from us. Well, no, no not hide, but there was a purpose behind his coyness. Yes, and I, I think it's... Because we're and the only purpose I can think of, unless you've got something better, you're going to, you're going to is that Cleopas' faith needed to be bolstered, and if you have Jesus right there in front of you, where is your faith, right? Okay, and so when he does the job, then he appears to, him. and yeah, maybe there's some symbolism there with. Lord's Supper. I acknowledge that. I think but it's very personal between God and
3: you. What works for you, Christ works with you on a certain level and then works with someone else on a different level because it's a personal relationship. Some people need a
0: little bit different. Okay. I think faith is the same thing. Okay, but I think I we, the way we come to it faith. the way we come to it is different. Yeah, I and agree. That's what, I'm, that's I what agree. I'm
3: saying because there are some people who just, you know, because actually what we teach in our churches is more of a Star Wars new age thing about faith. You gotta have more faith. I'm supposed to grunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, when you there's a lot of bad preaching well, right. on faith in our churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, brother, you didn't get healed because you don't have an effect. So have a little bit more faith. Well, how, how do I have more faith? Uh-huh. Like, I believe Jesus can do it. What other words do you add to that sentence?
0: Yeah, it's not degrees. It's a switch. It's yeah. There's more
3: new age in our faith teachings and yeah. churches than there is in Bible. And you you go, ooh, you know, you, this person has more, has more faith because they really believe. you. They believe 10% while you only believe 8%. Right. That's new age. That's not yes. biblical. And there's a thing where you kind of go, I just believe that I believe that I believe and there's nothing else I can say and I leave it to God. And, and you
2: leave it to God.
3: And you leave it to God. Mm-hmm. This young man right here, when we were pastoring our church, he broke his, uh, he fractured his wrist. And hey, he, oh. all right we don't know what not see. Was, he wasn't verbal yet. And so we put it, we had to put a temporary cast on him. And it was going to kill us because he's hitting everybody with it. He his sisters. And so Sunday, Monday, Faith is supposed to take him to the doctor, get an x-ray and put a permanent cast, which we were really fearing that. And so I just get up in front of the church and said, folks, we need to pray. Your pastor's about to die. You know, so we just prayed. So we laid hands and prayed for him. Faith went to Doctor the next day. They x rayed it. We had the x rays of the fracture before.
2: The fracture was the name of his wife. Oh, no, yeah. But for them, the faith Not is my wife. Is. wife. Just a, I just know everything about faith, to be quite honest with
3: you. Are <laughs> uh, oh, missing out my miracle
0: story? <laughs> 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 well, it was rather good The x ray
3: comes up, you know, fracture. Wow. No cast needed. My pride starts, man, I got this thing, thing down. I just have to pray and everything happens. Well, about a year later, as Andrew is, fractures his ankle. I thought it was a couple years. No, it was about a year or two later. Well, I got this down. I'm, I'm about to start my own television preacher show because I'm, I'm, I got the prayer of faith on me. And we go, let's pray. Go to the doctor, x-ray. The fracture's still there. And he still has. So you were like one of the guys walking on the road to a man. Well, well, no, but here's the thing. I, you know, you go see. If anything, I had more, quote, unquote, if we listen to a lot of preachers in our church today, second time I had more faith based on the first miracle. But, but God didn't heal him there. We prayed the same prayer. In fact, I think we prayed even more fervently in more faith because it happened one time. Why wouldn't it happen this time? Second time it didn't. Explain that. Faith, I can't. I can't. Now, he kept the cast on four weeks instead of six. I consider that a normal. I don't. You weren't pushing him around in a wheelchair. (laughs) But but I'm I'm just saying faith is – but you know it didn't shatter my faith. And that comes back. My thing is my faith is not in divine healing. My faith is in Christ. Yep. People, Which one is it? The wife or the... God?
1: People have a heart. People a lot of times shatter Mother. people's faith. It's, like, uh, it's like when I broke my leg all to pieces, it wouldn't get well. It wouldn't heal. And it was one surgery after another. And everybody's, everybody's reasoning was that there had to be something wrong in my life why God wasn't healing it. That's your sin. Yeah. I mean, it's like... You're supposed to be Christian brothers and sisters, encouraging, and this is what you're saying. You know, and I'm already down anyway because you know I'm going into another surgery, and it's like, well, there's got to be something wrong with you. The reason God won't heal it.
3: Gee,
1: thanks, Christian brothers. Yeah, I mean, you know, and so a lot of times people can crush your faith. I mean, your faith is already there at the brinking point, and people just go ahead and push you right on down. <laughs> that's where I
3: think, and that's where we go back to the original point, and that's where I'll start. Christ knows what Bill needs in that moment. Christ knows what Clayton needs in that moment. Christ knows what Jennifer needs in that moment because we're all different people. Yeah. Whereas one person would be shattered by that, Christ knows this person would be shattered by this, but he needs to deal with them in that way. I'm actually supporting your point. He knew what these gentlemen needed, and right. that's what he provided for them.
0: So he reveals himself. We assume that their faith is now boastered, and so he shows them himself, and then he vanishes, boom! Beamed out by Scotty. That's the fiction I have because you know I watch too much TV. Um, so here we have these two men that have just had this encounter with a dead guy, and uh, are you gonna go to bed at that point? No, no. In fact, they are obviously part of the disciples' inner circle because the disciples are hiding from the Romans in Jerusalem at this point. They've got a hiding place that nobody knows about. And both these guys know exactly where they are. And in the middle of the night, they hoof it the seven miles back to Jerusalem to tell them that they just saw Jesus. It didn't take them an hour and a half this time, I can pretty much guarantee you so they get back and they find the disciples and give them this message and that is where it picks up at verse 36 while they were still talking about this jesus himself stood among them oh wait is that where i stopped 33, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem where they found the 11 and those with them assembled together saying, it is true, the Lord was risen and was appeared to Simon. So the the believers had also heard a story about Christ appearing to uh, Peter. And uh, then the two that had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them and when he broke the bread. So we have two confirmations. So I think their faith is bolstered because they're going through the same thing, the 11 in this hidden room. They're questioning their the last three years of life choices and what they're going to do in the future. And Peter is sitting around thinking, I wonder if the boat still floats and how much work it's going to take to go back into the fishing business. Because you know, I was a pretty good fisherman back in the day. That's what Peter's thinking. And then was he... in the gospel of Kevin, yes. And so, uh, Now we have these two confirmations that Christ is alive. And hopefully they were paying attention about that three days thing too, and now they're believing it. So, faith first, then God moves. And I think that's the takeaway I'm taking from this. God wants us to take that first step and then God takes a step toward us.
1: But you know, even though they saw him, they still went back to fishing. Um, they got to eat. They still went back to fishing because
0: I'm not that. sure Peter ever stopped. He had a going concern. He, he had multiple boats. Because remember, he, Jesus was on the shore and he, he was offering an IPO.
1: That's when, told, that's when he told him that you know when he asking those questions over and over again. Do you, me, Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? So, I guess in Peter's mind, saying there's something
0: fishy going on here. <laughs> Stop. Okay, verse thirty-six. While we were still talking about this, Jesus Himself stood before them and said, "Peace be with you." Okay, it's almost like the angels saying, Wait, don't panic. You know, the first time they show up, he did appear inside a closed room. He beamed in again. Bang, there he is. Well, if somebody shows up in the corner that wasn't there before, you're, it's going to take you by surprise. So he's calling, Peace be with you. Calm down, it's okay. Thank you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost and he said to them why are you troubled and why your doubts rise in your minds look at my hands and my feet it is i myself touch me and see a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see i have we have such a rabbit hole to go down here when he when he had said this he showed them his hands and feet and while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement he asked them do you have anything here to eat they gave him a piece of burled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence And he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled. That is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scripture. He opened their minds so that they could understand the scripture. Does that mean they were closed before and couldn't understand the scripture? How does that work? Keep looking at Lee like he's going to tell me something. <laughs> I think that I
1: think he gave him the spirit of knowledge yes. and under illumination at that point. I want some
0: of that.
2: God does that with, the, with all of us Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll,
3: I'll say you can read the Bible I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. and then one time he will jump out at you because yeah. that's the time you need it. Yes. That's the unique thing right. about faith and Christ's relation. You don't need that in.
1: It's it's time for them to go out on their own, and he's not going to be with them. It's time that he enlightened them with all of the truth, and that's kind of what I feel like he did.
0: Luke ends his gospel with this quote from Christ This is what is written the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised to stay in the city until you have been clothed and powered from on high. Which is kind of the final summarizing statement of his gospel. He does have three more verses that address the ascension, but this happens 40 days later, according to Luke in Acts. So the last three verses are kind of a tack-on to the story. Well, in Bible
3: college, we, <clears throat> we study looking at Acts as just a continuing. Yes, that's true. It's a, really, back then, they didn't consider a separate book. It was just a
0: continuing. Well, he so, felt like he needed to top out the story with Christ's ascension, so he sticks this on to the end. Uh, and that's what these last three verses are. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany he lifted up his hands and blessed them, and this is 40 days later, While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed continually at the temple praising God. So he added that. But really, the final statement from Christ, I think, is the uh, tonal, thematic closing of the book. Um, Okay.
1: only disciple that ever said about,
0: that John was the disciple he loved. You told me to hold that thought for seven days. John. Oh, I did? I was supposed to look that up for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I didn't you look that up. On. John
1: was speaking of himself, though. You're gonna, yeah.
0: You, yeah, That John was speaking of himself. He didn't want to use his own name in his own gospel because it looked like it was vanity. It was just uh, the tradition at the time. Next time you need me to look something up, leave me a note. I think that'll work better. I, my my so, brain, Twitter's off in another direction. It's so, Everybody's What?
3: has got a favorite. Uh, what? What? Got a
0: favorite. <coughs> you think so? Yeah.
3: Favorite, like, child? You're uh, uh, yeah, right. I mean, that's, but just, I mean, like, when you're dealing, I mean, I, I have a whole slew of clients that come see me. I've got my, I don't tell them, but I tell them. We bond a little
2: bit easier
1: with everybody. <coughs> One you have the person that's more agreeable and then wants to learn and stuff, and then you got the bull-headed person that doesn't want to resist. You got friends, you got the so, FFs. Yeah. And also go back to Cleopas.
0: Sometimes the knuckleheads are your favorite, too. I well, know that's, that's weird. True. That's very weird, but true.
1: You think about Cleopas, was there when his wife Mary anointed Jesus' feet with that perfume and used her hair to wipe his feet. So he.
0: Wait. What? Mary, Martha's sister, was Mary, Mary mother, mother of James and wife of Cleopas? That's what it says. I, I don't think, think so. That's what the scripture says
1: here. I'm a,
0: you're confusing Mary's.
1: No, it said Mary, the, mo- the mother of Jesus, to and the the Mary, Mary, the sister of Jesus, Cleopas' wife. That's
0: sister of Jesus?
1: Sister of Mary, Jesus' You got the Catholic
0: Bible, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) The the,
1: the, the
3: guy who wrote the study notes on that is his personal
0: belief. Oh, I see. It is the Catholic Bible, then. (laughs) Okay. um, I am really stumbled over this. When they were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost.
3: Christ, Christ has
0: said and multiple times to be absent in the body is to be present with God. Luke, In Luke, there are references that basically suggest that once you're dead, you're in heaven. You're in the presence of the Almighty. The uh, souls of dead people don't wander around the earth. I'm not sure if if the Hebrew cult, the Hebrew faith, the Jewish faith, they really don't embrace an idea of ghosts either, except for a number of heretical beliefs. It's not the core of what they teach. Uh, I'm not sure that Jewish Pharisees believed in ghosts. However, the Greeks did, and I think there's a lot of cross cultural. Contamination in the way they they saw things, Uh, much like Santa Claus. You know, we we have a lot of cross-cultural contamination ourselves.
2: This was a this was a major deal. I mean, they actually to actually see him. Well, and and it, it 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 was not just a matter of. I mean, what I'm trying to say. Uh, but of, of a cultural belief or something, that it, they were actually surprised yes. and, and scared. Probably. And
0: they didn't know how to interpret what they did They did not seeing. know
2: how to interpret it.
0: Um, the Greek word is phantasma, which is what's being translated into ghost, Spirit. Uh, spirit, aberration, something I don't understand, and general weirdness. It's really kind of broader than ghost. Uh, I think the English translation, the closest one is probably ghost. But I think you could they could be saying, what is that? Rather than, there is a spirit of a dead guy talking to us. I don't know if that's what they really mean. Uh, and so, but they, they are startled by his appearance. And I think his appearance was different than normal. I don't know if he was particularly all glorified, but what do you think? You what do you think the people
1: that were the dead saints that rose out of their graves and were wandering the streets of Jerusalem for forty days? What do you think they looked like? I
0: think they looked like people.
1: But what do you think? How do you think that freaked out the people, knowing that these people were dead and they're here? They are walking the. <laughs> they alive, you think you'd hear more hubbub over that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. There are them. No um, when Christ appeared to the disciples on the Sea of Galilee, walking on the water, Peter references saying the sailors thought they saw a ghost. And these were the disciples; these weren't Greek sailors, you know. Uh, I think there, I think it's a word in trying to describe something that we don't understand. It's uh, something weirds going on over there. At least that's how I. Choose.
3: Put yourself in their
0: shoes. You oh, may, yeah. The official
3: belief may be there's no ghost, but if you think you see a dead person... Gee, you it can't. looks like one. Well, yeah, I we love Darla's scar. She passed away last year. If she suddenly walked through this door, all of you that knew her, would you not go, whoa? Yeah. You wouldn't go, oh, really, Is a great mirror. First thought would be what? <laughs>
2: I'm
3: scared. <Whoa>. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Come
0: I mean, on,
1: let's be honest. Let's talk about this. I, I, I just converted Catholicism Find you. What do, you <laughs> do, what do you do when someone you love dies and you see
2: him standing
0: inside your bed? Yeah. <laughs> they things like that. You have a good but imagination. <laughs> huh? You have a good imagination. I said, yeah, it's a r- really aggressive dinner. Because
1: I, no. I was just a kid when my dad died, but I remember seeing my dad standing. I woke
0: up and I said, am <laughs> standing beside my bed. Captain. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm entertaining That's myself. Right I, I'm taking you seriously, Bill. I am, I promise. I don't know what to tell you. I
1: don't know either. I mean I just Yeah, curious. my dad right. had
2: that same experience, but I don't with his mother, and I, I, I think there are mm-hmm. some things we just don't know how to explain, but I don't think that's the situation here. Jesus is proving that he is that he has risen alive and there are multiple times that he appeared after he died that people saw uh, that prove over and over and over and over again that no one stole him out of that tomb. No one, he didn't just, you know, it it was not a trick. He died and then he rose again and he proved it. Then he ascended and and we're not getting to I don't think anybody's
0: questioning that. I was just interested that they believed in ghosts, period. Maybe they thought it was a familiar spirit? Uh, I think they thought it was something weird. I don't think they were defining it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the gospel of Luke. <laughs> Unless there's something I missed. Anybody dying to throw in their last two cents?
3: <coughs>
0: don't forget you left your phone underneath uh, your uh, Bible. Got that's under oh, chair. under my chair. <laughs> well, yeah, it's under, I got, it, got it, got it. I
2: thought <laughs> I <under your> chair. <laughs>
0: there you go Lester's got something okay so write it Lester has something see that's what you get for sitting behind me I say faith shows God how much you love him grace shows you how much Jesus loves you
2: that
0: is true no matter what you say okay sure well the faith that you have to same. because
3: really it's not our faith it's Christ's we're having faith in his faithfulness.
0: Yeah.
2: And
3: you can't think that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's showing how much we're dead. You know, man, I really believe Christ. I love God. Well, but it's really our faith in his faith. It's his grace.
0: It's our faith in his faith?
3: I What? I have faith in his faithfulness. That's where my faith oh, is based okay.
1: on. Hebrews, Hebrews, Paul wrote in Hebrews, it's impossible.
0: I think that's the point. Of, that, that's what my takeaway from this verse. I think, think this is what God's proving. I think he, he, in the end, every every appearance He has here uh, is about building the faith of the people that are there, and, and He doesn't appear until after that faith is bolstered.
1: That's why He said that the rest of the disciples were more blessed than Thomas, because they believed and Thomas doubted. <laughs> and so He you know, he said they were more blessed because of that.
0: I'll accept that. I've spent most of my life defending Thomas because yes. I get his point. Uh, but well, now, I, I get that, his. That's I, valid. I, I mean, get. I get his
1: point too. But still, I mean, I know that he said they were more blessed yeah. than him because they didn't question. They just believed. You know. Yes. Well,
3: I they mean. had. Well, they they had their points of disbelief too. I, Jesus said, "Blessed are those who." He didn't say blessed. cut them some slack this is a new thing for them we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're judging them based on 2020 hindsight looking back at the end of the story which they were living in them it's like sure you know downing jonah you know this is a new thing for them we've grown up every easter reading this story going yeah that's the story why would they doubt like that that's ridiculous putting ourselves in their shoes uh-huh. we probably would have reacted the exact same way so that's i was like peter i, I get tired of people dissing Peter because of this boat walking on water thing. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that got out of the boat. Yeah, yeah, but he's he, the one that's criticized. Yeah. You know, I said the other one should have been criticized because I think Jesus would rather us try and fail than not try at all. There you mm-hmm. go. I agree with that. And and but Peter has gone through history being every sermon I've heard on this is that Peter, you know, he didn't once again force didn't have enough faith.
0: Yeah. You know, no Peter had the faith to get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are totally out of time, so Randall, I hope that's very helpful to you, and I'll look forward to your next message and see how many times you reference me in it. Okay, thank you, and bye.